It's a scam we've all heard of before. You're sending emails saying that a large sum of money, perhaps an inheritance from a relative, or a large government contract, or even a share of stolen loot, is somehow blocked. But if you can wire them a few thousand dollars, they will be able to access this fortune, and of course, share a large chunk of it with you for your trouble. This type of scam, technically an advanced fee scam, is commonly referred to as a 419 scam, based on the section in the criminal code of the country that popularized it. Though it is not the case anymore that these scams predominantly come from this country, the name has stuck. But if this country could pick something else to be known for, perhaps it could be the top football team in Africa. This nation has qualified for six out of the last seven World Cups, the most of any African nation in that span. In fact, they're the only African team to qualify for both the 2014 and the 2018 World Cups. But though they have managed to repeatedly navigate World Cup qualifying, and in fact have even created World Cup history as the first team with an African coach to make it out of the group stage, they haven't had a breakthrough in the World Cup. No African nation has made it past the quarterfinals, but this nation hasn't even been able to join Cameroon, Ghana, or Senegal with a quarterfinal appearance. It isn't through lack of trying. They've made the round of 16 three times, but without any victories to show for it. But having managed the chaotic African qualifying again, they'll have another chance to make a deep run and perhaps change the global perception of their nation. This week on Joe Picks a World Cup Team, Nigeria. States know football, but not football, it seems. So now he needs a surrogate. Dan will help him look for it. They'll have decisions to make, like how much genocide's a deal break. Joe picks a World Cup team. He's crossing borders to find out who's for him. What more could you ask for? It's time to stamp your Joe picking passport. Grab your bottle and pour. Let's hope he doesn't start a war. Dan, great to be doing a double header, talking about Nigeria, talking about scammers. Love it. Have you ever fallen for one of those scams, Joe? I don't think I've ever even gotten it, one of those scams. It makes me feel a little bit like lonely. Oh man, check your spam filter <laughs> folder. I mean, at a certain point, why do, you know, in so many of these, they keep identifying themselves as Nigerian? Yeah, well, I think a lot of them. So I, I was looking for a bunch of ones to see if I could get some, like, actual text from the intro to make it more personal. But as it turns out, most of them that come, I think the Nigerians either popularized it or started it, or I don't know if they innovated on the, the thing. But as it turns out, the vast majority of this type of advanced fee scam just comes from Americans doing it to other Americans. So I don't think, I, d I don't know if they lie and say, oh, I'm from another country, and then they wire the money to like an international bank account, or they just mm. say that it's like Western Union, the money to me or something. But um, a lot of them actually, they they do really, they come from all sorts of countries. It's not just Nigeria anymore. Now, I mean, it, no, it makes me wonder if, if we could have used one of these scammers to actually get a chance to interview a Nigerian on the podcast, that we, that oh. we say, 
hey, I'd love to wire you some money. Let's talk on the phone about the details. And then, you know, meanwhile, then, you know, we're scamming the scammer. So we get them on. You say, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm going to wire you the money. Hey, by the way, what is the culture like when Nigeria is playing in a World Cup game? Mm. Yeah. I mean, we could just pay them for their time. Wouldn't be that yeah. expensive. No, 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 no. I don't think you're understanding the scam. We never send the we never send the money, Dan. Oh, so we are actually scamming them, right? We're like like as they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, we like to eat this national food, whatever, whatever. So here's the bank account information, and you know, we just keep asking them questions and just get what we need. Yeah. the The thing is, this has been done a little bit. You know, not in the context of our podcast, but. People would like engage the scammers and try to get them to like send pictures that identify them, but they would have the picture or they would have like weird s- statements on them that like made the scammers look like idiots and get them to take <laughs> pictures of themselves with it. So that's been done. But nobody, I think, has scammed them for a podcast segment. I think we could break like in ground. order to get an interview. Yeah. Not about a scam, but about but about their country's World Cup team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> About the one bit of information that they have that we really want, that we can only get from them. Uh, I mean, we should have thought of this earlier, but I think it's a perfect plan. I sort of hastily put this intro together 10 minutes before recording, so... Oh, I mean, you shouldn't have said anything, because I thought it was beautiful. Yeah, well, John, I'm getting good at it now, but, man, did not have the foresight to... uh, to so Dan, create a giant so Dan, what if- <laughs> reverse Nigerian scam. <laughs> So, Dan, what are we drinking? From Fans Emeritus, Sean. Nigerians drink the most beer in Africa. Star is their biggest brand of beer. The national drink is palm wine, which is made of sap. You should be able to find palm wine pretty easily, according to the internet. I've never tried it. Good luck. If you can't find either, Guinness opened its first brewery outside Ireland and the UK in Lagos, Nigeria, so that will work as a loophole. So that explains a lot, because I did not... I thought I was drinking the drink that we're supposed to drink. Uh, you said palm wine. I bought plum wine. <laughs> and what was weird about it was that was that I went to the I went to the liquor store and I asked for plum wine and they're like, oh yeah, we have that and it's with it's Japanese plums and it's with all the sake. And oh. then I said, do you have African plum wine? And the person's like, no, that doesn't exist. And I was like, oh, all right, well. <laughs> Uh, so I got some plum wine, which is from Japan. But I texted you the proper thing. You just missed. <laughs> I know. It. No, it's not even that you said it verbally. Because I mean, in that case, like like palm and plum, you could I could kind of see how that could happen. But it was all it was all in writing. <laughs> yeah, oh, I went to Bevmo and they didn't have it. But I actually did find there is a like African supermarket in Oakland that, according to Yelp, had it. But I didn't feel like going to Oakland, so I did not get it. I tried to find Star Beer, but it's not really important in the United States. And on like ratemybeers.com, it's got like a three out of 100. It's like comical. And all the so ratings. It's not imported and it's terrible. All the ratings are for people in Europe who are like, I'm drinking this beer as part of like a beers around the world sampler. And they're like, this beer is terrible. Literally, the number one like people in other countries buying it are doing some version of what we're doing where they're trying to try a drink from every country. Correct. Correct. And uh, so that was bad. But I thought, I, I, you know, there are a few African style restaurants and I thought, oh, maybe they'll have star beer. But they, it seems that there are better beers coming out of Africa than star beer. So uh, I didn't get either. 
Now, one thing, I didn't get Guinness, even though I love Guinness. I'm still just drinking the Aquavit, but Star Brewery is apparently owned by Heineken, so I think Heineken could also work as oh, a loophole. <laughs> I don't know whether my Aquavit, your plum wine, or <laughs> Heineken or Guinness or Heineken. is is a, a better substitute for the actual drinks, but... I mean, this plum wine is going to have to do, but I mean, could could plum wine and palm wine really be that different? Well, I would say if it was another fruit, maybe it could be similar, but palm seems very different. I don't even know what they make it possibly are making it out of, but I think it's like a, it's like a, it's like the palm frond, right? It's like the palm leaf. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I guess, I guess they said they're making it of the sap. So yeah, Mm. that seems it's pretty different. Maybe like maple syrup would be close. All right, I'll pour some syrup into my plum wine, and we'll see how that goes. Yeah, that sounds good. All right, mailbag. Oh, but we've been teasing in the whole first episode. New superfan. Love it. Jack. Superfan Jack. And, you know, for such a popular name, I don't think we have a superfan Jack. No, no. I mean, we, we do now. Yeah, no, I love it. Jack is short for John, but I don't know if we have – oh, we do have a superfan John. Do we? Is Jack short for John, or is it just Jack? Hmm. Jackson. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's just Jack. I think hmm. John is short for William. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Or is that Bill? No, John is short for Jonathan. Oh, Jonathan, yeah. Jack is short for J- James? Hmm. Henry? I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> what is Henry short for? Like Henriksen? Uh, Henriksen, yep. All right. Jack says, Hi, I just wanted to say I found your pod and I love it! Exclamation yes. point. Jack's my new favorite super fan. Hearing two Americans argue about whether the King of Sweden uses private or taxpayer money to pay for sex parties was well beyond my expectations for a soccer pod. (laughs) Then he says, do you have any sort of social media for the podcast? It's really hard to grow a fan base without it. Joe, what is this secret forum you're talking about? Well, well... What I'm talking about is a it is actually is a secret forum. It's the it's the weird chat room on our on our on our secret closed uh, fantasy football page from our that's, from the previous season of our works? podcast. I thought they closed the fantasy football thing once this season. Has. No, it goes on forever. <laughs> so you guys have just been talking in that chat room for this whole time. Yeah, we've been talking about raccoons. We've been talking about your wedding. Absolutely. Oh my god! I need to go. Wait. I don't need to go back in there, Joe. This Jack, super fan, new super fan Jack brings up a great point. You know, Joe, we're stagnating. Our our community is not growing, and I think it's because we don't have the viral ability for us to come together and talk about this stuff. And then people people want to be part of this community, Joe. We need some sort of public community. Okay, what are we going to do? I don't know. We could have a Facebook group. We okay, could have what a, about like a, a subreddit? We could have a subreddit. We could have a Twitter handle, Joe Picks, and then people can et tweet us. We could have a Slack channel. We could, I mean, Joe, I don't no, want I, I, I don't think we could have a Slack channel. We can't? Well, t- in order to have a Slack channel, you have, you have to have like the same email address. What? Because Slack channel is for like um, 
whatever. This is this is a terrible conversation. Wait, Joe. For a podcast. Joe, I can give out as many JoePicksPod.com emails as right, I everyone want. Everyone would need their own email to have our own private Slack channel. Wait, maybe we can make JoePicksPod.com into the new Gmail. <laughs> the most coveted domain on the internet. Um, so I think we, we, we have, in my mind, our two best options. See, he, here's the problem. Twitter, Facebook, that all like requires us to produce content, which I don't want to do, other than this than the hours of content that we're already producing. Um hours of top quality content. Absolutely. Absolutely. No question about that. Either we turn the Joe Picks Pod domain into the next Gmail, which is I think my favorite option at this point. Or I think I think a subreddit makes the most sense. Especially because so many of our fans came from Reddit. And I guess every time I post an episode, I just go into our subreddit and just post a thread that's just this episode. And then people can leave their feedback. Oh, Joe, you might be onto something. And also, anybody can post any thread they want. I mean, we could, you know, Karsten can post a raccoon picture Reddit page or <laughs> thread. Well, I I, I'll, I could have posted pictures of this raccoon if it ever comes by again. I'll get some good shots of it. Now, wait a second, Joe. What if we open this subreddit and then nobody comes? Is it going to... Because, like, if nobody listens to this podcast, which, you know, sort of nobody is, nobody actually knows that. Only I know that. But if our subreddit is empty and desolate, we're going to look like losers. Oh, yeah. that that's a Well, I mean, that to me is where the Russian bots come in. <laughs> that... Uh, Reddit, there are already Russian bots all over the place on Reddit. If if you buy an ad on the Donald dot dot Red, or 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 you know Reddit slash the Donald. Wait, I I've mean, already bought a Reddit ad. I have a currently running Reddit ad. But is it on? Is it on the Donald specifically? I have not. In fact, I said any subreddit but the Donald. I mean, let's get some of those Trump fans in. We'll get the Russian bots. It'll be active. Wait, what if I put the Donald one and have send people to the Serbia episode where I accidentally endorse ethnic cleansing? <laughs> I mean, our 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 subreddit will become, you know, <laughs> top trending subreddit. <laughs> now note, I don't endorse ethnic cleansing. I had Well, you had a change of heart. About I had misinformation. Yes. I had misinformation. Yeah. You changed your mind about the pros and cons of ethnic yeah, cleansing. I have an open yeah. mind. I have an open mind. Yeah. All right. So subreddit well, wait, now, it is. Now, I mean, that's just my, that's just my, for, I, I mean, less people think that we, we prepare it all for this podcast. I, this, this is a new topic for me. So that's just my instinct. Am I wrong? No, I think you're right. Cause I thought, you know, I, I have other podcasts that have Facebook group, but I, I think that's too personal. I, I think the Reddit is the perfect level of impersonal, but, and we can have threads for the different podcast episodes. I think it's great. I th- and, and look, Joe, our old podcast was all about Reddit. You, we, you were going to the Reddit communities. Yep. I built an polling the sidelines empire on the back of Reddit. We're mm-hmm. currently running Reddit ads for this podcast. I think it's a perfect fit. Done. How do you make it? Do, can you just, can I just say Reddit slash Joe picks. Uh, I yeah, I know. I think there's a, like a create a new subreddit tab somewhere, and I think you just do it. And which is weird that there's not like a thousand. I mean, like there must be rules about like parking subreddits. 
But whatever. I guess what's the value in it? All right. So um, I did Reddit slash Joe Picks. It says there's nothing there. <laughs> so how do you do it? How do I make a re- – oh, create your own subreddit. Yeah. All right. And then you – Do you, you want to do Joe Picks? Do you want to do Joe Picks Pod? I think Joe Picks Pod, right? That's how we're branded. Yeah, but don't you think Joe Picks is like cooler, svelter? R slash Joe Picks. Yeah, I think so. I think I mean I mean you know saying Joe Picks rather than Joe Picks Pod does allow us to branch out into other mediums. If if if, if we want to, you know, maybe we become a zine or like a comic book. <laughs> a zine is. That- <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the big plan, Joe. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying you don't know what medium we're gonna try and occupy. And the the big Joe Picks comic book where the first three little boxes are your options and then the fourth one is just you pointing at the one you pick. (laughs) It would be riveting. (laughs) All right. Joe Picks title, Joe Picks pod. Description, I'll fill that in later. Language, should we endorse an official language? Esperanto, Joe? Uh, No, I mean, I I don't think we have any language. I think we're, you know, I mean, we are are truly an international podcast. All right, Joe, there are like 5,000 settings, so I'm not going to go through all of them, but I have click create. It's it's thinking. It's submitting. Your subreddit has been created. (laughs) Joe. Oh, my God. It already says... I just created no one. I created it one second ago. It already says there are four users on the subreddit. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is marketing gold. All right, we we did it. We're, we've done it. All right, everybody, right now, go to reddit.com slash r slash Joe Picks. You're in. You're in the subreddit. Boom. I don't think anybody who goes to the subreddit are super fans. We need to come up with a new name for them. They're they're not quite. They're above listener, but they're below super fan. I'll think about that. Let me let's think about that. All right. Well, we got it. We did it. And thank you, Jack, for the email. And Jack has one final thing to say, Joe. P.S. If you pick Denmark, I'll never forgive you anything but Denmark. Jack, where were you last episode? Yeah. Well, I already had his email, but you know, I didn't want to put too much stuff in there. And I, I didn't want to I mean, I, I can't tell based on his last name. Johansson, what what uh, country he's from? But he's probably Swedish. <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. That's not that's not actually his last name. But he doesn't like Denmark. So I mean, he could be Norwegian. Actually, he could be Swedish. He could be Norwegian. He could be um, Brazilian. We don't know. Could be Brazilian. Well, his his he does have a last name. So he's since he doesn't have one name, he's probably not Brazilian. Well, Jack. Come on to the subreddit. Solve the mystery of your yeah of your nationality. Boom! We've got a so we're into social media now, Joe. All we need is some investors, and we're going to be the hot new thing. There, wait, there are seven users on our Reddit page right now. So this is so I counted as four, you counted as three, or it is just us two and five Russian bots. Post something about Trump, quick. <laughs> Hashtag MAGA, boy. <laughs> Trump is amazing. These new tariffs. Winning. What Winning. a great idea. Winning tariffs. Amazing. All right, Joe. Let's get into this. The second half of our doubleheader, Nigeria. Let's learn a little bit about this country in a section I like to call Hawaiian Handbook. The name of the people are a Nigerian, a group of Nigerians who are all Nigerian. The language, 
the official language of Nigeria, which I think some smarmy super fan said when I made some misstatement about the United Kingdom. Anyways, their official language is English. How do you like them apples? Other languages are Hausa, Yoruba, Igbo, and Fulani. Religion. 50% Muslim, 40% Christian, and 10% indigenous language. And the capital city, this is a trick question, folks at home, I know what you're thinking. Oh, it's Lagos, it's Lagos, it's Lagos. No, it used to be Lagos. The capital city is now Abuja. Wow. You thought it was Lagos, Joe. Sounds like there's a story there. Yeah. They made it Abuja. Anyways. <laughs> Joe, you got one and a half out of two on the previous podcast, the Denmark episode, the one that Jack... Jack, just don't listen to that one, even though you probably already have, if you are a super fan. But Joe, can you ride the momentum? What are Nigeria's chief exports? Or chief export, or whatever. Okay. Well, Nigeria is in Africa. And the last African country we talked about was Morocco. And their chief export was phosphates. I don't think it's phosphates for Nigeria. Juicy, juicy phosphates. The sweet Saharan phosphates. Mm. Uh, Western Sahara, that's right. Oh, that's, yeah. Um, What I think, when I picture Nigeria, I picture a country that has a lot of mining. And I think about diamond mines, but... I think even if Nigeria is producing a lot of diamonds, it's probably not their chief export because the diamond trade is so like strictly controlled. So I'm going to guess something else you mine, precious metals. That's my guess. Precious metals. Poor Joe. That's not either one of their chief exports. And in fact, I am pretty sure. So I go to this like thing to look at the chief exports and it has like a visual graph and it like splits up all the exports into like, uh, you know, out of like a big box of like what percent they are. This one was insane. 93% of its total exports are the same thing, which is no other country has been anywhere near that. Like for a normal country, the biggest one is like 20%. Like 93% are the same thing. Okay, knowing that, Joe, knowing it's something that 93% of their exports are, what do you think it's going to be? I mean, if it's such a big proportion, I think the only thing that any country would have that is that big a proportion would be, it has to be oil, right? That's right, Joe. Sweet, delicious, crude oil, along with some sort of petroleum gas, make up 93% of its total exports. And look, let's learn a little bit more about it. I mean, Dan... Did you know that before you read? I, I mean, like, I don't think of Nigeria as an oil-producing nation. Uh, I did not know that. Yeah. But I know it now. And I knew this little extra tidbit, which is going to add a little spice to that little oil thing. The U.S., the United States, the very country we live in, remains Nigeria's largest buyer of crude oil, accounting for 40% of the country's total oil exports. And Nigeria provides about 10% of the overall U.S. oil imports and ranks as the fifth largest source for U.S. imported oil. How about so that, there's, So there's like a 1 in 10 chance that, that, that I have Nigerian oil out, out in my car right now. Correct. 
I mean, beautiful. or it's exactly 10%. I don't know how the, the oil gets all mixed up, but it's like they export the crude oil, though. So they don't really, some countries export the refined oil, but they only export the crude. They don't really do the refining. They, that sweet crude comes up the old Mississippi, I assume. I'm just sort of making this up, but mm-hmm. I assume or <laughs> into Texas, and they refine it into that sweet, delicious stuff we put in our cars, Joe. 93%, that's crazy. And uh, so there you go. They're number two export, although there are like five exports that rank number two. I would have given you credit for any of them, but the only one I wrote down was cocoa beans. So you didn't get oh, that Oh, it either. is sort of in that beltway of cocoa and coffee. Yeah, sure. Cocoa, rubber, I would have also accepted, but uh, crude oil is definitely- what about precious- How far down the list is precious metals? I didn't write it down, so it's not up there. I mean, look- considering 93 of their exports are oil, that's really the only acceptable answer. And you sort of got it right. I'll give you one-fourth of a point for that. I mean, you do mine oil, and I said they mine something. I don't know if you mine it. I think you sort of drill for it. But they're called oil mines, right? I guess they're called... I think they're called oil, oil wells. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Anyway, you like, But you like go mining for oil, right? I think if you go mining for oil, then the mine has flooded and, like, lots of people have died in the mine. <laughs> yeah. All, All right. right. Let's All not right. talk Whatever. about that. <laughs> it's going off the rails, Joe. Okay. There are 32 countries in the World Cup. Most recently, we talked about Denmark, which ranked 27th out of 32, Joe. Where does Nigeria rank out of those 32 countries? Okay. This I know because I know that Nigeria is the biggest country in Africa. Hmm. And I know that Africa is a big continent. So uh, I'm going to guess. I don't know if that statement is racist or not. Keep it under control here. Thank, th- thanks for keeping me in check. I appreciate it. Okay. I'll tread lightly here. Uh, e- even though you are African yourself. Correct. Correct. So. I'll give you broad leeway. <laughs> you'll allow it. Uh, I think. No, I think Nigeria is way up there in terms of population. I'm going to guess number three. Number three, Joe. Golasso, golasso, golasso. Three is not exactly right, but I'll give you credit. I'll give you credit for your strategic pick. They are the number two country in the World Cup, Joe. How, how about them huge. apples? That's huge. So we know the number one country in the World Cup we did was Brazil, and Brazil was the, what were they? The, they're the fourth biggest country in the world. Where do you think Nigeria is out of all the countries in the world? I've all, oh, out of all the countries in the world? Oh, maybe uh, – well, uh, well, okay, okay. Uh, so they have to be bigger than Russia. Um, and that's right. So, we've done Russia too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let, I'll, I'll guess 10th. 10th. Okay, 7th. Close enough. Okay. Yeah, okay. so we've done – I guess you're right. We've done 1, 2, and 3 now. Mm-hmm. It's um, Brazil, Nigeria, and then Russia. So Nigeria, 190 million people. You are right. By far, by far the biggest country in Africa. Now, I thought, now I'm not African, so I'm really going to tread lightly here. I thought Africa had a lot of, like, super big countries. But as it turns out, Nigeria, 170 million. The second bi- second biggest country in Africa only has, like, 100 million people. So Nigeria is by far the biggest country yeah. in Africa. Uh, not by uh, physical size, but certainly by population. So there you go. Seventh biggest country in the world. And apparently, based on the way their population growth is, by 2050, Nigeria is expected to be the fourth biggest country in the world with nearly 400 million people. 
Dang. They are going to tread lightly here. A lot of population expansion. Not not like other more developed countries who sort of that curve uh, sort of uh, dies down a little bit. Good for Nigeria, man. Keep keep producing those soccer players. Yeah, they're producing. I mean, this is they've come onto the world stage, and uh, there we go. Look at that, Joe. One point two five out of two. So your total tally for the day is two point seven five. Yeah, I, I'm much better at getting these answers right when I'm not puking. Yeah. And we've eliminated so many of them now. I mean, now, <laughs> so now your strategic guess of three is now a bad guess because half of those are gone. Well, especially given that that we had already, that I knew it was big and we had already gotten the number one and number three. I should have been able to get it spot on, but whatever. Yeah. Well, whatever. Anyways, you did it, Joe. Good job. Moving right along. Number one, you don't want a country that's too good or too bad. You want to hear the road to qualification. You want to hear the World Cup history. And you want to hear about the group. So, World Cup history. Hey, I said it all in the intro. It's very simple. There, I said they qualified for six out of the last seven, but literally the first one they ever qualified for was that one seven ago in 1994. Since then, as I said, they've qualified for six out of the last seven. The only one they didn't qualify for was in 2006 in Germany. But since then, they've, they've uh, qualified for all the other ones. And, you know, they've been in there... Uh, five times they've made it out of the group three times which is pretty impressive most recently in brazil but every time they've lost so uh the last one in 2014 you know tough matchup where they were playing france in the round of 16 and they lost two nil what are you gonna do but anyways that's their um world cup history qualifying so they came in as the number 10 team in africa uh, out of all the African teams. So if we're, you know, if you guys don't remember the CAF qualifying thing, go to the, uh, what was our first African country? Morocco. Yeah, go to the Morocco episode. hear all about it. It's a wacky system. But anyways, they get into the second round automatically because they're in the top half. In the second round, they play Swaziland. Mm-hmm. Country I'd literally never heard of before. <laughs> have, have you heard of Swaziland? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's like, sounds familiar. Yeah. Okay. It, how many tries do you think it would take you to pick out Swaziland on a map of Africa? I mean, how many total countries are there in Africa? I think in the 50s. Okay, so it would take me probably like 40. Okay. <laughs> there are 10, there are definitely 10 that I could tell tell you are not Swaziland. Uh, that's true, that's true, yeah. Well, it's a tiny little country in the, like, southeast of Africa, but they're ranked number 40 out of whatever, the 57 teams or whatever, the 55 teams. So anyways, little factoid about Swaziland. Their upper house of parliament is called the Senate, Joe. Yeah, Boom. of course it is. There's more that unites us and divides us. But And Swaziland, boy, they played Djibouti in the first round. They beat the shit out of Djibouti. They won 8-1 on aggregate. So Poor Swaz- Djibouti. Swaziland's coming in with confidence. They kicked Djibouti's ass. The first match against Nigeria, big, powerful Nigeria. I mean, big, I I think the population of Swaziland is like 1 million people or like 2 million people compared to 170 million people. The first match ends in a nil-nil tie. So going into the second match of this chaotic qualifying, Nigeria could be out just like that if they can't get a goal on Swaziland, but they eventually do. They, you know, the second game's at home and they win 2-0. They scored both goals in the second half, so pretty tense first half, I'm sure. 
But anyways, they win 2-0 on aggregate. And what reward do they get, Joe? They, as you know, we remember, they get put in these pots of four teams. Winner goes through. Everybody else gets diddly shit. No second place. No other bullshit. And they get put in the group of death, Joe. Get this. They're in a group with Algeria, Cameroon, and Zambia. So this is brutal. And by the way, Zambia was the country that in like the history, their whole team died in a plane crash. And then they still, the new team they made up was like pretty good. Anyways, this this was literally an African qualifying called the group of death. They beat Zambia two to one in their first game. They beat Algeria 3-1. to Wow. And by the way, Algeria was the number one ranked team based on FIFA World Rankings coming into qualifying. And Cameroon, obviously, has a World Cup pedigree. Cameroon is one of the uh, teams that's reached the quarterfinals before. Right, right, right. So they play Cameroon in the third game. They crush them 4-0. They draw Cameroon 1-1 in their next game. And then in their fifth game, they beat Zambia 1-0. And guess what? That's enough. They qualify. They're the first team out of Africa to qualify. And just after five games, they don't even need the last game. And Joe, it's a good thing they didn't need the last game because they played a 1-1 draw against Algeria. But get this. After the game ends in a 1-1 tie, it turns out that Nigeria fielded an ineligible player. Oh, no. Shehu Abdullahi, who had through yellow card aggregation should have had to serve a one game suspension, but didn't he played in the game. So basically FIFA, but how th- did they miss that? I don't know. I mean, this is the chaos of African qualifying, but they didn't notice Wait, so, that. This is, oh my God. He just that's played terrible. in the game. And then FIFA afterwards, I don't know how they do this or how they make this decision, but they changed it from a one, one draw to a three, zero loss. But three zero loss is the is the score for a forfeit. Oh, okay. So they changed it to a so forfeit. So honestly, if you're losing a game for nothing, you should find a way to forfeit the game. Interesting. That's a important strategy, I guess, for uh America in the future if Mexico. I mean I guess us. I guess you should probably find a way to score is the better is yeah. the better option. Yeah, not give up. It's bad bad for morale. But uh anyways, it fortunately didn't matter and not only did it not matter for them it doesn't matter for anybody because again the way the qualifying worked is after the fifth game once they won the group everything else is irrelevant it doesn't matter who gets second place who gets third place all those teams are out they're in and i guess it's a good thing it didn't matter because a forfeit is probably pretty bad but they forfeit the last game doesn't matter they get through so good for them They make it into the World Cup. We've talked about this group before, and in fact, we've talked about it recently. So they get put in Group D with none other than your current high watermark in the Joe Pick series, Argentina. Then those those Slavs, the, the famous former Yugoslavia country, Croatia, which we haven't talked about yet, the Croats. And plucky upstart, who everybody loves, Iceland. So... Group D, pretty fun group. What you know, obviously Argentina at the top. Then you've got Croatia, Nigeria, and Iceland. As the betting odds shake out, it puts Croatia as the second favorite, and Nigeria mm-hmm. and Iceland are about the same, with about thirty percent chance to advance. So Nigeria, little over thirty percent chance to make the round of sixteen. 
little over 11% chance to make the quarterfinals, which, as I said, would be their best result ever and something they would definitely be shooting for. 4% chance to make the semifinals, 1.5% chance to make the finals, and a 1.5% chance to win the World Cup, which puts their odds at 200 to 1, which is 23rd out of the 32 countries. Yeah, I mean, I think that Nigeria is probably um, on the sliding scale a little bit too bad, and it's sort of a rough draw in the group too because Croatia is pretty good, um, and Iceland's such like a Cinderella story that like, you know, who's going to be rooting for poor Nigeria in that mix? Um, one hundred seventy million people are Joe. Uh, and totally, s- some of those totally. scammers, which we didn't have time to reverse scam. We could have talked to them about it. <laughs> um. So I think it's a rough draw for Nigeria. The thing that I'll say, though, is that, like, I do feel like it is whoever it is, whenever it happens, whatever World Cup it is, and whichever, uh, whether it's Cameroon or 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 Morocco or whatever, like, there will be an African team that's going to go super deep and will make the semifinals of a World Cup, and it's going to be super exciting. Yeah, I could I can never root for Ghana because... Yeah. Of, of the World Cup history with the U.S., but, you know, it was kind of fun when Ghana was doing pretty well. Yeah, I would like to see an African team make the semis. Absolutely. And so, like, I kind of feel like Nigeria is too bad for me to really root for, but I want to give them extra points for, like, the like how exciting it would be if they did make even a half-decent run. So I'm going to say five and a half out of ten. Five and a half out of ten. All right. Where are we going, Joe? Next up, Dan, we have Category 9. Category 9. System of government, head of state, from fans emeriti, Bez and Ryan. After lurching from one military coup to another, Nigeria now has elected leadership. But the government faces the growing challenge of preventing Africa's most populous country from breaking apart along ethnic and religious lines. Thousands of people have died over the past few years in communal attacks led by the Islamic State-aligned Boko Haram. Separatist aspirations have also been growing. The imposition of Islamic law in several northern states has embedded divisions and caused thousands of Christians to flee. Nigeria's insecurity has added to its economic woes, hindering foreign investment. The former British colony is one of the world's largest oil producers, but few Nigerians, including those in oil-producing areas, have benefited. Nigeria is a federal republic with executive power exercised by the president. The president is the head of state, the head of government, and the head of a multi-party system. Legislative power is held by the real government and the two chambers of the legislature, the House of Representatives and, that's right, Joe, the Senate. Yes. The country is trying to separate politics and religion, an essential step for any true representative democracy. Unfortunately, the deep division between those who follow Islam and those who follow Christianity remain throughout each level of government. Well, good thing in America we have those things completely separated, Joe. Those Nigerians can only hope to be like us. Yeah. Look, all good evangelical Christians know that cheating on your wife right after she's given birth is a moral and upstanding (laughs) thing to do, as long as it's with a porn star, Joe. And let's learn a little bit more about this head of state. It's President... Mohamedou Buhari, who was elected in May 2015. Why you might like him, Joe, takes responsibility for anything he presided over in his military career and said he cannot change the past. 
Oh boy. Yeah. Why you might not like him. That's it. He just gets one good thing. Retired military general who's a head of state from 1983 to 1985 after a coup. Participated in the 1966 coup against the previous coup, the 1975 coup against a different military leader, and led the 1983 coup, which overthrew a democratically elected president. Gave powers to the military to detain individuals suspected of jeopardizing state security or causing economic adversity during his first time as head of state. Declared a war against... Indiscipline. I don't know what that means. And what does that mean? Is that like a war on drugs? But like a yeah, I don't know. I've never seen that word before. I don't even know if that is a word. Hmm. All right. Unruly Nigerians were ordered to form neat queues at bus stops under the eyes of whip-wielding soldiers. Civil servants who failed to show up on time at work were humiliated and forced to do frog jumps. Minor offenses carried long sentences. Any student over the age of 17 caught cheating on an exam would get 21 years in prison. Jesus Christ. Wow. I would not have thrived in that society. (laughs) Counterfeiting and arson could lead to the death penalty. Scores of human rights violations during his first stint as head of state plagiarized Barack Obama during his presidential campaign in 2015 and blamed his staff. Other fact, replaced the incumbent. Isn't that sort of ironic? Someone who punishes people for cheating caught plagiarizing. And it said it blamed his staff. Boy, I wonder what he did to that staff member. Ooh, it's not, it, yeah, it's not as simple as just like getting fired and having to like update your LinkedIn profile. And then having to immediately take that job at Fox News. <laughs> Other fact, replace the incumbent president whose nickname was Good Luck Jonathan. All right. Oh, yeah. There you go, Joe. What? This guy, look, Joe. On that LinkedIn profile, a lot of coup experience. I mean, if you want a coup, he's your he's your guy. He's your man. It's pretty impressive to it sounds like to be involved in three coups and then get democratically elected. He's run the gambit. Do you think that if you are someone who has led a bunch of successful coups, are you more susceptible to a coup because you like don't have like the moral high ground to be like, look, look, there shouldn't be a coup, or are you less because people are like this guy knows coups. He knows how to start them and how to stop them. A little bit of a Snoke situation where you think mm-hmm. if you've got it all figured out, you get a little too comfortable. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. Exactly I, like Snoke. Yeah. I, I think. I mean, I think he's taking advantage of the coup situation where it's like it seems like the era of the coup is over with, but maybe that's exactly when the, the next coup is mo- most likely to happen. So That's what I think. I think it's... It's live by the coup, die by the coup. Like, if you coup someone, you're going to get cooed. You're going to get cooed. Honestly, this... I'm a little worried about Nigeria after hearing about it. Because in America, where we have like 98% Christians or whatever the hell it is, we still have horrible issues. I can't even imagine if Christians were like... You know, like white people go crazy where they're like, oh, we're such an oppressed majority or whatever because they're like exactly at 50% or whatever it is and they're worried about becoming the minority. I feel like when it's 50% Christianity and 40% Muslim, like that's a real recipe for disaster because, you know, the Christians are going to be like, oh, it's a war on Christmas. It's a war on our heritage. And uh, I'm worried. I'm worried for them. I'm worried for us. I'm worried for everybody. Yeah, I mean, I'm no, I, you know, I'm no international, you know, politics expert but yeah i agree i agree i think that nigeria uh you know there's some there's some definite red flags there yeah for sure and about all this oil wealth joe oh you got 
Yeah, you got the uh, <laughs> the like boiling cauldron of like oil wealth on top of like sectarian violence. Like, yeah, no, it's it's a um, it doesn't seem like a good thing. Uh, I think that you need to give Nigeria some credit for becoming a democracy. Uh, and for at least thus far, like managing to be a country that houses like a pretty even split in terms of religious identification, uh, without, I mean, like we talked about with Serbia without like, like devolving into like, like, and this is one country and this is another country, you know? So, um, at least that they should get credit for, but it does seem like a risky situation. So let's say three and a half out of 10. Three and a half out of ten, yeah. I think it's a fair score, Joe. All right, Dan. Coming up, category seven. All right, category seven. Hey, moving right along. Atrocities. Let's get oh, it all really, out of the way. Really doing the fun ones early. This yeah. is great. All right, thanks, uh, super fan Josh PhD. Nigeria has had a rough history. I'll focus on the post-colonial period, which saw a succession of brutal military regimes and a deadly civil war. These regimes were often indirectly backed by European oil companies, particularly the British-Dutch multinational Royal Dutch Shell, known simply as Shell in the U.S. Since 1999, Nigeria has democratized, though there still is a great deal of corruption and political instability due to the insurgent jihadist group Boko Haram. There is also tremendous poverty and violence despite recent economic progress. Not really sure how to evaluate this. Not really sure how to evaluate this one. They're really trying to turn it around, and the atrocities happening within Nigeria today aren't the fault of the country or its government. I give them the benefit of the doubt. This is pretty mild. The atrocity level, he puts it as a pepperoncini. Oh, wow. That's not bad at all. He's giving, I think like you, he's giving them credit for for the, their trajectory. Look, you know, I mean, you know, I, I've said this multiple times with, with these categories. I I trust in Josh. If he says pepperoncini, I'm in. I'm in. And I think he's right. You know, there should be credit for progress. Uh, so let's say an even five and a half. Not even, I guess, but <laughs> yeah. whatever. After you said an even... You could have said any whole number and it would have been fine. You said the only thing that was make no sense. But look, Joe, we're on the second half of a doubleheader here. You're drinking that plum wine. I really, really wish this was plum wine right now. This is your two hours of relaxation for the week and you're drinking the wrong thing. <laughs> Dan, next we're going to... Hope this is a category... No, we don't have Category 2 anymore, do we? It's out. Category 8. Right in the same region, Joe. Your favorite celebrities. Yes. Okay. Now, now, now this is exciting. Something fun. For a country of 170 million, you'd think they'd have an honorable mention, Joe. And guess what? They do. How do you like that? And it's oh, not... you really... Curveball there. I know. Keep our listeners on their toes. And yes, it's none other than football star of the Super Bowl winning Philadelphia Eagles, Jay Ajayi. Oh. Who was apparently not born in Nigeria, but has Nigerian parents, Joe. Just like you. He's African in the exact same way you are. 
I mean, I think when he says he's African-American, it's much more accurate than if I were to say that. I think it's literally exactly the same. <laughs> His parents are born in Nigeria. Your parents are born in... Well, I guess one of your parents was born in Africa. Yeah, you're right. You're only 50% African-American. That's right. That's right. So you're African-American-American. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, I literally am a- African-American. I'm half African, half American. No, no, no. You're African-American-American. Yes, I'm a, yes, I'm an African-American-American. Because your dad is African-American. I don't think you can say that, though, if you're from, like, the Middle East Africa. What do you think that counts as? I think that's Middle Eastern American. Hmm. Doesn't have the same ring to it. Mm-mm. I think you just say Middle Eastern. But I guess you are American. Yeah. I don't know. Well, we'll work on that. Bronze. The Nigerian nightmare, Christian Okoye, is the bronze celebrity. Okoye did not play football until he was 23. In 1984, and he only played because he was not selected for the Nigerian track and field national team for the 1984 Olympics. He had won seven college titles for shot put, discus, and hammer throw. Oh, I was wondering which football this was, but I was like, Okoye was drafted by the Kansas City Chiefs in the 1987 draft. His first two years were slowed by knee injuries, but in the 1989 season, he led the NFL in carries with... 370, and yards with 1480. A two-time Pro Bowler, Okoye earned the nickname the Nigerian Nightmare because he was six foot one and 250 pounds with a fast, bruising style of running. His career was short-lived due to nagging knee injuries. It was, however, remarkable given that he didn't start playing football until he was 23. 7,500 Twitter followers. Wow, okay, not bad. So look at that. Two NFL football players in the first two celebrities. Wow, that's a, I would not have guessed that. The silver medalist is a Nigerian musician. Davido is a silver celebrity. Davido was born in Atlanta, Georgia, but relocated to Lagos at a young age. He released his debut album in 2012 that featured a number of popular singles in Africa. Between 2013 and 2015, Davido released five different singles that were intended for his second studio album, The Baddest which was never released. In 2014, David O collaborated with other African artists to release a single for the Africa Rising campaign, which was intended to inspire to engage in community-based social investment projects. David O signed with RCA Records in 2016. 3.45 million Twitter followers. Wow. Have you heard of him? Never. Never. Wow. But I'll tell you, 3.45 million Twitter followers is nothing compared to the 3.94 million Twitter followers of Nigeria's gold celebrity, who's another Afropop singer, songwriter, and producer, Wizkid. This dancehall and hip-hop artist released his first album, Superstar, in 2011, which is currently the 28th most downloaded album in Nigeria. His most current album, Sounds from the Other Side, in 2017, featured collaborations with Trey Songs, Chris Brown, and Drake. In addition to having Drake featured on his own album, Wizkid helped write and produce Drake's number one single, One Dance. In 2013, his was the fifth on the Forbes list of the 10 richest African artists. And in 2014, Wizkid became the first Nigerian musician with over 1 million followers on Twitter. Wizkid reportedly has beef with our silver celebrity. The two exchanging barbs on Twitter. Oh, man. Wizkid added fuel to the fire by featuring David O's ex-girlfriend in one of his music videos. Oh, that's great. The feud culminated in a fist fight between the artists at a music event in Dubai. It's sort of sad that their number one artist only has the 28th 
most downloaded album. Like that means that there are 27 people that are non-Nigerians, right? Yeah, maybe. I guess it could be that, or it could be like some like it's it's like Wizkid seems that he's um all over the place, everywhere. Where maybe there are some people who are just like focused in Nigeria. But I guess if English is if everybody speaks English, like that's pretty good. Like the hip hop could just go like across, right, right, the ocean, no problem. Yeah, well, I mean, I'd love to hear some of this, but uh, you know, I mean, you know, in general, these are these are these are interesting celebrities. They are very like local. Like these are the people who are celebrities in Nigeria. They're not yet. I mean, some of them, may, I guess, with the football players, but like they're not like really global celebrities, right? Well, Joe, I'd assume as an African-American-American, you'd be into hip-hop, but I guess you're not into this cutting-edge <laughs> hip-hop. I haven't, I, I haven't like, gotten so deep that I'm into, like, like, like no, man, I'm going to African hip-hop now. You're not, you're not into the Lagos scene? <laughs> Maybe I should be. Maybe I should be. Um, no, look, these are all right. Definitely um, an interesting group, but I think, like I said, like, not, not getting under the world stage yet. Let's say... Three out of ten. Three out of ten. Wow. I think it's a fair score, but I think I know. We're gonna turn it around right now though. This I mean, is the category. If Okoye, if the Nigerian nightmare was like a star for the San Diego Chargers, that would have been huge. But it's for your rival, the Kansas City Chiefs, so that's tough. Dan, we're getting to what I think is the meat of this and what could be a ten out of ten. Category five. Food and couponing. Is what is couponing if not a scam? Well, it's sort of like a discount. It's sort of like discretionary pricing more than a scam, but I see where you're coming from. So lay it on me, Dan. Food and couponing. They speak English. So coupon, Nigerian word for coupon, is the English word for coupon, which is coupon. Okay, so far so good. They're maintaining that score. However, coupons are not largely used in the country. God damn it. (laughs) It's like the anti-Denmark. <laughs> but if we average the two, I mean, we could, you know, do they want to submit as a joint venture, just like when, when two countries host the World Cup? They could do it. I mean, I actually figured out that because before I was talking like it was a done deal that the U.S., obviously everybody hates us. But if we like we were like, oh, no, it's the U.S., Canada and Mexico, we'd be a sure thing. Apparently... Everybody hates Trump so much. Nobody is voting for the like the the U.S.'s World Cup bid has like gone in the absolute shitter because nobody wants to vote for the U.S. because Donald Trump insults every country. And they're like, fuck you. If you're insulting our country, we're going to vote for like whatever corrupt. I mean, the Nigeria Denmark bid has like 10 times higher chance than we do. It's totally fair. If like if you're Sweden, literally Donald Trump keeps insisting that there are terrorist attacks there. Yeah. I mean, that's like, like the the minister. Who was it? I don't remember which. It was one of the Scandinavian <laughs> countries where the guy was like interviews like, did you say this? And he's like, I'm not answering that. And they're like, in our country, you have to answer the questions. <laughs> and he's like, no, I'm not answering. And he just walked away. I mean, it's just a, it's just <laughs> oh my disgusting. God. Anyways, Nigerian food is based on the ethnic group of the region, which impacts the types of food consumed as well as the spices used. However, being tropically located, fruit is popular, as well as rice and beans and soups and stews. Some easy, on-the-go dishes people eat are pounded yam, which is less sweet than in the U.S., which is like mashed potato but in a thicker loaf. Gari, 
is processed cassava flour mixed with water and made into a dough. It's the basis for many variations, for example, kokoro, where gari is mixed with some sugar and fried. Akara is fried bean cake along with suya, which is fish or meat rubbed in spices and grilled on a skewer. With over 250 ethnic groups in the country, you're sure to find a lot of tasty and interesting options of the things to eat. Yeah, I mean, uh, all those things sound sound pretty good. What was the last thing called? How do you spell that? Akara? Yeah. Or suya? Akara is spelled how it sounds. Mm. Yeah, that looks pretty good. I'm going to look up the kokoro. These are like black-eyed pea fritters. Oh my god, Joe, how about this? Kokoro is the Japanese word for heart. And when I'm Google image searching it, all of it is anime. Yeah, that that was the name of the plum wine that I bought, actually. <laughs> really? What's the other one? Saura? Okay, Kokoro just looks like um, mozzarella sticks. Yum. Akara looks like, like... I mean, it's funny that we're just thinking of these... Because Akara kind of looks like jalapeno poppers. <laughs> <laughs> what's the other one? No, no, no. Uh, what's the Mexican thing you buy? Churros. Kokoro is like churros. Oh, okay. oh, okay. Suya. Suya. S-U-Y-A. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Then Now that's... Look. That's good. Dan. Dan. You know my favorite food is meat on a stick. That's... Suya looks good. Period. I don't know what kind of meat it is, but I'm in. Oh, it's definitely a variety. Some of these look like they just stuffed a whole chicken on there. And some of them are definitely like fish. Yeah, my brother-in-law, who's, I mean, from Ghana... Um, I mean, he said that like when you go to street vendors, they have meat that they just call bush meat, which is just like whatever. How about that? Do you see this picture of Suya where they have like a hundred skewers like surrounding a fire, just like heating up around the fire? That looks so good. Yeah. All right. This Suya is, is, is a bit of redemption for them. Let's give this category a generous, I'm going to be generous. Seven out of ten. So you could say, sue you later to those bad scores of the previous categories. <laughs> Wait, what was the other one called? I'm trying to think of a pun now. <laughs> I can't remember the name of it. Don't be concurring. I concur. concur. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was a Gary good pun. <laughs> that sounds... That sounds accurate. <laughs> All right. Our our segment on Nigerian food puns has just ended. Yeah. <laughs> and it couldn't end any sue your heart. Oh my god. I can I can hear the listeners leaving. Yeah, I can actually see the stats on where they drop off. So if there's a huge cliff right at this point, we'll know. <laughs> All right, next up, Category 11. Hey, National Anthem. All right. Thanks to Fans Emeritus Superfan Tony PhD. The origin story, a contest. It was adopted in 1978 and replaced the previous anthem, Nigeria, We Hail Thee. The lyrics are a combination of words and phrases taken from five of the best entries in a national contest. The words were put to music by the Nigerian police band, under the directorship of Benedict E. Odasse. So not the army band director like Costa Rica, but the police band. Lyrics. Pretty universal call to service for the country. Arise, O compatriots. Nigeria's call obey. 
to serve our fatherland with love and strength and faith, to serve with heart and might. Fun fact, the Nigerian Pledge of Allegiance is recited immediately after the playing of the national anthem. And Tony has a rendition of that by Beyonce. So, like good Nigerians, we're going to first listen to the national anthem, and then we're going to hear Queen Bey sing the Pledge of Allegiance. And this is like another double up, really. Yeah, but unlike the other one, their national anthem clocks in at one minute, so... Oh, wow, I love it. Yeah. Efficient Nigerians. Here we go. keeps throwing me off that everything's in english i just i was gonna say that this is i mean this is only i, I mean i'm just so used to non-english national anthems at this point that I'm, I'm like oh wait i understand words yeah yeah all right well let's hear we've done the national anthem let's hear beyonce do pledge of allegiance when i got off the plane i was so excited to see such a beautiful country from here and it makes me feel home so I want to say thank you so much for being such an inspiration to me and everyone else that performed tonight I want to do something special okay but you guys have to help me I'm a little nervous so if you promise to sing along I want to give y'all a little gift, okay?
Talk about getting the crowd on your side. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, I, mean, I mean, Karsten could have listed Beyonce as a celebrity. Yeah. Wow. That- Given that, I mean... It would have been a stretch, but I would have allowed it. Now, I actually, one clarification. I believe I misunderstood what Tony was saying. I think he said the Pledge of Allegiance normally follows the national anthem. Also, he said Beyonce performed it in concert. I assumed it was referring to the Pledge of Allegiance. Yeah, no, that was just the national That's anthem just it, But it was referring to that. Look, pronouns can be confusing. I think the blame on this goes to Tony. But that was just another rendition of the, so just like before, we heard the national anthem twice, but this time it was the same one, but completely different renditions of it, I would say. Yeah. Look, it's short. It's sweet. You know, I I, I fully support it. I mean, look, I mean, it, it's a little bit like generic. There's nothing special about it, but I like, I like it short. I think it's interesting. It references God, given that like to, that means a different God to like half of Nigeria. That's probably just trolling. By No, but 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 it but it's like a generic god. It's not like Jesus or whatever. Yeah, I guess. Um overall, I like it. A nation where peace and justice reign. It's not bad. 7 out of 10. Come up with during a brutal military coup. <laughs> well, look, it's aspirational. Yeah, some good double think. All right, Joe, what's next? Two categories left. Before we're going to get into, I mean, on the subreddit, people are going to be going nuts about the drink category this time. We really botched it. Category four, Dan. All right, category four, player to watch. Joe, look at this. A beloved Premier League star, not on your Tottenham Hotspur, who lost to Juventus earlier this week in the Champions League. Stop it. But a different team. Stop. A team that... I guess also was in the Champions League, or at least I guess last year. That's right. Kalechi Il Hinacho, who plays for Leicester City. He's 21 years old, Joe. He's a striker. He's fast. He's got a good eye. Can set up goals and even score himself. Good positioning in front of the goal. Left-footed, Joe. You love the lefties. You love the lefties. Has not produced as well for Leicester as they would have hoped, but he'll try to bounce back. In the World Cup, eight goals in 13 matches for Nigeria underscore his importance. Wow, that's a lot of goals. In your beloved FIFA 18, his current score 75, his potential 85. And David, nice. David once again gives him a six. Two sixes in a row. Look, all joking aside about the FIFA ranking, FIFA actually, like, they do a good job identifying players that are going to become, like, big stars. And I mean, an 85 potential, that's right where Dolberg was. I mean, that's pretty, pretty high. I'm looking at all these Nigerian team goals. I mean, this guy seems like he's an important part of the team and yeah, he can definitely score. Uh, yeah, this is pretty good. Uh, let's say seven out of 10, seven out of 10. Not quite. I like this guy. Dabala level, but pretty good. Stop it. Stop. <laughs> Look, Joe, you okay. love, you love the smarm. Smarmy guys like Dabala. Last category, and I got the Joker. Let's pick category six. Yeah, where was the Joker in the first episode? It didn't. It was the last card both times. Wow. Number six, fan culture. I'm super fan Yannick. The nickname of the Nigerian national team, the Super Eagles. Oh, I like that. Just like 
their honorable mention, Jay Ajayi. <laughs> oh, I like that. Yeah. Football is taken very seriously in Nigeria. Many pray before the games. Most like to watch in public places or town squares on big screens. But Nigerian fans are also quite unforgiving. They easily call for the coach's head or ostracized players. Their rivals, Cameroon. Wow. Neighbors and rivals and have both been in discussion for the best African nation for a long time. Wow, the best football team. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that must have been fun. I mean, they were in the same group with each other. So, really, when they beat Cameroon yeah. 4-0, they really must have gotten a lot of national pride. They probably moved up five spots on the uh, the happiness index. By the way, Nigeria is pretty low down in that happiness index. Much lower than the U.S., which is it's tough. Anyways, their chants. And of course, they're going to be in English. Main chant. All we are saying, give us more goals. <laughs> <laughs> That's all they're saying. I, I, yeah. I like it. They also play trumpets and drums a lot in the stands. You also see and hear gospel choirs singing, praying, and cheering for the team. A nice African vibe in the stadium. Wow, Joe. As an African-American American, that's good for you. I mean... Dan, I'm I'm so upset that we stopped talking about the kits oh, as its own category. The kit, right when we get to this kit, I just sent you the link, Dan. This kit, talk about smarm. First of all, Joe, we're talking about the kit right now, so your point is wow. Oh my goodness! Now, yeah, yeah. Now you see what I'm talking about. This is this is great kit. It looks like a fancy sweater vest that they're wearing over another kit. <laughs> it does, but it, this is this is like you see a kit like this, you're like that's that's an African country. Boom. I feel like it also might be one of those magic eye paintings where if you stare at it like there's like a spaceship behind it. Ooh. There could be. I think I see it on Oh my god, Joe. It's the same samurai as on the Denmark one. Oh, you just have to unfocus your eyes. Yeah. I mean, this kit is fantastic. That's a great kit. What's happening with the sleeves? Like, what is that? Joe, as an African-American Amer- American, you'd look great in this. I, w- I mean, this, this, this would really bring out my skin tone, too. You'd look much better in this than you would in that hat with the hands covering your hair. Look, <laughs> you with your hair look like this magnificent striker guy. With, I mean, Joe. I mean, this kit... They really, Nike held nothing back in creating this kit. This is like, this is high up there, man. For the kit, for the great, you know, chant, which I don't think, look, that's all they're saying. Give us more goals. Give us more it goals. Makes sense. That's what I yeah. said. That's what I was saying in the Tottenham game. You were confident. I said, Joe, 1-0, it's not enough. All they have to do is score two more and then you're fucked. And you said, no, no, we're fine. Well, our defense is impenetrable. I think I literally texted you, I am not confident yet. And then you sent me that stupid three thumbs up thing. (laughs) All right. All right. Uh, Yeah, this is great. Seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. Okay. That's lower than Denmark. Well, Denmark has the hat. I mean, come on. All right. Fine. You put the hat above this. All right, Joe, finally the drink. (laughs) You're drinking... (laughs) Plum wine instead of palm wine. 
I'm not drinking the drink at all. I just, I slowly was sipping my Aquavit and I, I finished it very early in the podcast. When you come up, we need to try the, you need to try this, this plum wine. I know it's not a Nigerian thing, but I think Nigerians just start drinking it. It's pretty good. It's like a nice little aperitif. It's a nice little, like, like late night. You know, we're recording this late at night. It's nice. To have a little plum wine. But Joe, when I come up, we are actually going to be drinking soju, which is another Asian drink. Fantastic. For the correct episode. All right. Dan, I feel bad that I brought the wrong drink, but I am going to rate it based on this plum wine, six out of 10. Six out of 10. All right. Joe, this is going to be tight. They got off to a real, real rough start, but then they did turn it around in that food and couponing Mm -hmm. category. Mm Mm-hmm. Which I think was a fairly generous score, considering they don't use the coupons. But, you know, some of those things did look pretty good. But that meat on a stick looked really good. So, Joe, their average score comes out at 5.72. Now, here what we, here's what we got. You've got a host of countries in the low fives as no's. So, you've got Morocco, 5.18, no. Fellow African country. Serbia at 5.05, no. But you've got Sweden, the first team we did, at 5.96. Now, note, back then we had a bunch of other filler categories that we've since gotten rid of. 5.96, you've got in as a yes. So, basically, we are now in a gray zone. You've got 5.18, out. You said no, for Sweden, 5.96 was a yes. Now, outside of that, every other team is above six, and every team that's above six, you've given the thumbs up to. Yeah, this is so, so Nigeria really is, un, is in unprecedented territory. Uncharted territory. And, I mean, really sets a precedent for everyone else. Could set a precedent. <sighs> this is tough. This is tough. Dan. We're going to have to leave Nigeria behind here. Oh, my God. Joe. In the Morocco episode, you promised. You promised that one African team would make it. Yeah, I'm going to stick to that promise. All right. I think this this was a pretty good shot at it. This was close, but not quite there. Yeah. Actually, I can think of one other team that's, that's pretty good. The team of your African-American-American heritage. I mean, that's, it's possible. It's coming It's possible up. they may make it through. At least they'll have a, a shot. So, all right. Wow. So now we've got seven in, six out. Pff, Joe. Wow. I'm, I'm a little depressed. Dan, we have a few pieces of unfinished business, though, Dan. We do. I mean, we have more than you even think we do. So Okay. <laughs> so, Joe, before you get to your part, I'll just say that since we're doing South Korea on location in Seattle, that means we only have one team left, France, which we're doing next week. So we have to pick new teams, Joe. Oh, my gosh. We do. We do have a lot of unfinished business. And then what's your unfinished business? I need to know who's catering your wedding. Ah. We need to take a trip to Dan's wedding corner. All right. And we need to come the- up with a new poll question. Yeah, we got a lot. We got a lot of shit to do, Dan. Look at this, Joe. With some br- some last second votes today, we've got a tie for first place. The cuisine at my wedding will be Joe, half Brazilian, 
half Serbian. Oh my god! Oh my god! You know what I'm gonna do, Joe? I'm just like some beautiful supermodel somewhere. I'm go- That's a great combination. Ooh. Oh, Joe, that's good. I'm gonna take my favorite Serbian hamburger and the pita bread, and I'm gonna put Brazilian meat inside of it. Oh my god! It's perfect. Boom! It's it, what? What? A, what a, maybe oh actually you know what actually what you can do you know how people on the invitation can pick like chicken or fish you could say do you pick brazilian or serbian ooh, on the invitation ooh that's good yeah literally the only difference will be in brazil you get the meat on a skewer and if you pick serbian you get the meat on a skewer but you also have a pita thing that you can put the meat in and eat it out of absolutely absolutely that's, i mean that's going to save on costs this is a winning combination dan all right so, Joe, what's next? What's the next question? Well, I mean, should we should we just do a random poll question, or or should we um, st- stick to Dan's wedding corner? I feel like maybe Dan's wedding corner is a segment that we, that we need to move up to the top of the hour next time. Yeah, Dan's wedding corner is is a, a hot new segment, and and Joe, I do I have to talk about my bachelor party, but it, that. We had so much to do today in the doubleheader. I think that's a perfect topic for a standalone French France episode. Perfect. Perfect. Okay, so let's save Dan's wedding quarter for next time. I want to ask, we talked about it, Dan. You're going to do some research, but in the meantime, our fans are smart. They know the score. I want yes or no, two questions. Can raccoons saunter? Yes or no, can bears saunter? All right, I'm just going to ask it as one question with four options. Perfect. We guaranteed to our previous superfan, Peru would be in the next set of countries. So I'm just going to pick the next five countries right now. Joe, this is exciting. I'm excited. Joe, here we go. Number one, Peru. They get the automatic entry. Number two, Panama. Beautiful. Number three. Saudi Arabia. Oh, my God. Number four, Spain. <sighs> and number five, Joe. Oh, my God. Our neighbor to the south, Mexico. What a lineup. I mean, God, which is some great, great teams there. All right. So our super fans, all they'll get the information, but Peru. Panama, Saudi Arabia, wow, Spain, and Mexico. That's, I mean, we've got some real, we've got some some very good teams there, some very bad teams there. We've got the whole mix, and our Peru superfans are going to love it. So, boom, if you got any feedback about those teams, get it in. Obviously, superfans, you already, you already get your, your research information. Or post it to the subreddit, for that matter. Oh, Joe, look at that subreddit could be i know but nobody's gonna know about the subreddit yet anyways wow that's exciting so if you want to get in your feedback next week if you want to get in feedback about my bachelor party without hearing any of my talk about my bachelor party if you just want to tell bachelor party stories and suggestions i'm all ears and France is going to be a huge episode. If you want to to get in any feedback, we actually already have feedback for France. Somebody has pre-sent in feedback for France a long time ago. They were so excited for the France episode. So if you want to join a super fan of giving your uh, France feedback, get it in. So uh, there you go, Joe. It's exciting. 
All right. I'm excited. I'm excited for this new fan community. I'm excited to talk about France. I think we may actually have a French person on the podcast, Dan. It's exciting, Joe. Our, the the numbers, the, the fans loved Marcelo coming on the podcast. I think... Who doesn't love Marcelo? My new co-host. I love it. I think when we get the local people on that have actual knowledge of the situation, it really adds a unique... Uh, a unique twist to this podcast, which actual knowledge sort of juxtaposed with our lack of knowledge is a perfect combination. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was good. But until then, Joe, Dan, great doubleheader. We're keeping it tight. Surgical. Absolutely. Yeah, I think this one was pretty good. <laughs> All right. Love it, Dan. Talk to you later. See ya.